0: It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Bigfooty final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Driven by quality, Reese works for you. This is the Super Rugby Fan Show. Well, good things come to those who wait, they say, and fans of Moana Pacifica have certainly had to wait to see them into the fray. And uh, make a mark in Super Rugby. They were able to play last evening up against just the 12-time champions, of course, in the Crusaders. You cannot get a sterner test, surely, first up entering a competition. Uh, On the other side of the Tasman, uh, Fiji and Drua, who have uh, been in action a little bit more over the last couple of weeks, well, have made a huge statement, beating the Rebels by 31 points to 26 Uh, the Crusaders beating Moana Pacifica by 33 points to 12, while the Reds beat the Force by 29 points to 16. Uh, Let's welcome in our talent today, and we're absolutely thrilled to welcome in a a man who I... Actually, I I come to think of it, I think he actually played for the Force. You'll remember him playing over 50 times for the Chiefs. You would have seen him on Sky Sport over the years. He uh, completely uh, destroys that old trope that there is no such thing as a smart, good-looking front row forward it's Ben Castle. Good to see you or hear from you, my friend. Well, How are you?
1: I'm good, Daniel. I'm good on a day of uh, remembrance. I heard your piece around Shane Warne. So very sad for a uh, you know a man of his quality, um, you know, to pass
0: like that. A legend. He'll be remembered. But uh, yeah, nice to join you anyway and talk a bit of Super Rugby. Yeah, fantastic. I, I'm just delighted. Moana Pacifica and their fan base. Uh, we're finally able to see what they have been waiting for for so very long after the false start and then another false start with uh, COVID. But oh boy, oh boy, I must admit, Ben, I was a little bit concerned when I thought first game of their existence, and we all know how first games of the season tend to go for sides. They tend to be quite rusty. I was thinking, oh dear, oh dear, the Crusaders are going to do a number on them. But I was certainly wrong, well, especially in that first half.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Crusaders have had a hit out already, um, a couple, and plus pre-season to boot. And, I mean, it's been well, uh, well publicised, the uh, uh, the, the delay to the start of the season that Moana Pacifica have had, and it hasn't. No way has it been easy for them being uh, locked up in hotel rooms. But if any test is the, is the right one to come out with, if any game for a team like that that has had uh, their back against the wall and been under pressure to come up against the might of the Crusaders, well, you're just going to throw everything at it, and that's what we saw. It was, it was exciting rugby. It was physical rugby. It was well run by the likes of you know Lincoln McClutchie in the number 10 jersey and Danny Tuila players that we've seen through our you know provincial championship through the years through our school systems here so great to see them on that on that bigger stage and they just they looked like a team that wanted to win or wanted to play first for each other and then the result would take care of itself down the track but you know I guess that force of the Crusaders as we see they just they're able to they're able to get their way out no matter what their squad is there. And I think, um, I think even Razor, you know, Scott Robinson, has talked about them just being a bit clunky in that match. But
0: a great, a great statement from Moana Pacifica anyway. You talk about excitement as far as how the game went. Did, did you see that in the players? I'm talking about energy through that opening sort of 10, 15, 20 minutes that they, they come out of a gate like a ball. Well they did, they just you know, they wanted
1: to, it's again they're on the stage it's their first game, they get to put that jersey on and, and um I mean in front of their fans on the on the television so to speak, under the COVID rules of course, but th- there was an energy about them. There was a um you know, that nervous anticipation probably building into the game, but when they're out there they're just expressing themselves and you can see a coach like Aaron Major would just say, Look, and, and listening to him through the week and and reading things that he had put together, just you know, serving um, their people and their their nations, doing that, doing a really proud job of that, and, and not necessarily focusing on the result. And you could see that that's how they they went about it. And in terms of energy, I mean, I'll give you a stat from that game: Tima Faingaunu on the wing, who would we'll be familiar with through um, Tasman mm-hmm. and of course Manawatu, And his uh, I mean, there's, um brother Lester, we know well, but he 18 tackles from Tima. Now that is the most that a winger has ever put together since Okta started doing stats in 2011. It's just a massive work rate for a, for a winger to put in that sort of energy and it just shows you when a winger is getting involved like
0: that, well, it's just infectious and that's what, that's what this team is doing. I, I, I'm sure you played with some wingers who probably didn't have that many tackles in their career. <laughs> well,
1: absolutely. A lot of them
0: have on the drafting gates, right? They let the big guys through. <laughs> Pitera uh, Latini's out on the harbour on the Houteky Golf, I think, uh, and the phone just keeps dropping out. So, our humble apologies if we can't get hold of Peter right now. The, the former All Black, of course, he's been providing great analysis on SCNZ and will continue to do so. So, it might be just you and I, Ben. Uh, it's been one of those days. Uh, don't be a radio producer on a day like this. Uh, I bow down to you, Ben Francis. Thanks so much. But Ben Castle is with us. This is the uh, Super Rugby Fan Show. Uh, the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show. So. Uh, Talk the nuts and bolts of how the Crusaders sort of skipped away in that second half to, to, to make it pretty comfortable in the end as far as the scoreboard.
1: Yeah, they did. And it's, we're, we're so used to that, aren't we? We've seen teams go close to the Crusaders through different periods of, of uh, different games. And, you know, the Crusaders are probably the best out there when it comes to um, just understanding pressure. And that's using pressure in both ways. One, applying the pressure when they need to, and also absorbing pressure. So they had to absorb a lot. They had to deal with a lot of physicality. They had to deal with turnover ball. Um, and they were dealing with some new combinations. You see like a Brayden Enor and a David Havily are out, and a, and a Dallas McLeod and a Isaiah Punibai comes into that midfield. So new combinations. But they're also players that are almost crusaderized into this this uh, belief that no matter how hard a team will work against them, they'll always be, they'll always work harder. And they, 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 there's just moments where they go from it feels like second gear to fifth gear really quickly, like a turnover ball or a line break or some of that control at set piece time, which we've known from the Crusaders so often. So when a you know Cody Taylor coming back in there just to make sure they've got that like a bit of experience or that glue in there where they get to those lineouts and they, they drive those lineouts, they take a bit of speed or a bit of helter skelter out of the game so they can control the tempo. So they just get back to that clinical side and when you look at the score line well it, 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 as much as Minor Pacifica they threw plenty at it and they scored some good tries it, you know the Crusaders mm-hmm. came out on top they got their bonus point they did their job with and got a few players uh, some game time so yes, clunky but you know satis- satisfying result wise.
0: Now Ben you, you show us most Saturdays on the Saturday session uh, in association with Tommy's uh, put your house on it you're, you're expert at tipping you've got a fine fine but, record be honest though did you have the Fijian Drua beating the Rebels?
1: Oh, I'm going to have to. I'll have to be honest. I didn't. I didn't see it this no this early. But when I, I actually watched the Rebels last week against the Force, and I'm, I'm I'm surprised I didn't actually pick uh Fijian Drua because the way that the Rebels are playing at the moment, they they deserve to be where they are. They scored late, which probably flatters the scoreline uh, to them. But their discipline and their accuracy. Um, out of Melbourne at the moment is is, is not good. They'll be um, they'll be back to the whiteboard um, or probably back to the white line and a few up and downs, you know, for those for those players because they're not. I, I can't see how they're doing what the uh, what the coaches are wanting at the moment. But on the flip side, this is again, you know, McBurn and Fiji and Drua that they're, they're they're putting together a team that has a point to prove and possibly a, a softer softer uh, entry into the competition. Yeah, you know, they had a tough one against the Brumbies, but coming up against the Rebels who aren't playing well, it's a great win. You know, you've still got to go out and win that. So, yeah, a few questions need to be asked in the Rebels' camp, and I'm sure they're doing that. But again, yeah, great to see these new teams providing something different, a bit of a spark, something something we can uh, sink our teeth into, which is which is different and new.
0: Uh, ben, you hold there, because we've got hold of uh, Pizza Alatini now, and we'll get to, to him before the phone drops out, because he's, uh, I think, out on the water today. We'll get to you, uh, Ben, to look at the, the remainder of the games this weekend. And don't worry, Blues fans, this Hurricanes fan is going to dine out on what happened last weekend. <laughs> don't you worry about that, Blues fans.
2: Pizza Alatini. G'day, mate. How, How are you? Yes. I'm good, thank you. Oh. Sorry about that. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, just, just a little bit excited after a 10-day ISO and uh, finally out. So, so trying to enjoy as much as I can while I'm free. Oh, good on you, brother. I won't
0: keep you long. Just, just keen to get your perspective on what's been a really, really exciting night. Firstly, for Moana Pacifica to actually play. But uh, Ben and I were just discussing uh, the, the upset result for the Fijian Drua. Well, what a great <laughs> result that is. But, but your overall feelings that now Moana Pacifica are out on the field and actually doing what they want to do.
2: Yes, it was fantastic for all, mate, and, and I know how hard uh, Moana Pacifica, uh the group that has, has started this journey, and, and to finally see all the players um, on the field yesterday and to perform the way they did against the Crusaders um, was a massive bonus and just probably a huge uh, confidence booster for them going forward in their campaign. Yeah, Ben and
0: I were just discussing the great energy they sort of showed in that first half. Okay, the quality of the Crusaders ultimately prevailed in that second half, but that that exuberance, that that energy, that enjoyment, the flair was there, plain to see, especially in the opening half.
2: For sure, and and I think that's that's the one um, probably point of difference that the Moana Pasteca and Drua will be the same that they have. You know, they've got a built-in culture already with their heritage and the, and, and the identity of, of, of where they've come from and putting it together. And, and you just could hear it from Sekope, their captain, and all the players that were interviewed, plus their coaches. that Their culture is as, 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 as naturally already built in these guys. So you, can, you could see that yesterday in their performance, the passion. Um, we, we heard from Aaron Major how he explained around the jersey presentation where they had the families on Zoom. So it was, it was a huge emotional experience. Um, uh, right for, for, for all that's been involved. But that's that's been the key, I think, and a point of difference that Moana and Drua have, is they can call in, call into their own um, identity as such and within their culture to really, really get them up for games. And, and yesterday, as their first, I suppose, after the, the couple of hiccups they've had in, in terms of not being able to play the first two mm-hmm. games, they've been able to, to put a performance to really, not only for themselves, but for the village as such, eh? in, in terms of their families. Yeah.
0: Just a couple more, but when you look at the team, what gives you faith that they'll be competitive and ultimately win games? Because these are professional athletes. that they, they they don't want to be there just to make up the numbers. What gives you faith in their playing squad?
2: I think yesterday, it would take a lot from understanding the, the, the levels they're coming to. Um, the Super Rugby level has always been a high level. and I kind of said it after the Chiefs game that, when when they played the Chiefs in their preseason, it looked like a professional Super Rugby team against a NPC, so semi-professional or, yeah. or players that haven't had exposure to such a level. For them, after seeing yesterday, is how do they embrace it more and and make sure that it's not a one-off, but really challenge themselves because Yesterday they proved they can compete. Um, the next level from here yeah. is to embrace that more and be better to really challenge themselves in each area that they are to be better each game they play rather than just resting their laurels, you know, a, a little bit. And I suppose when we when saw them score that second try and the Crusaders bounced straight back, kind of little, little things like that for them, they'll, they'll have to watch and say, look, every time we play, especially in the New Zealand comp, you cannot rest your laurels on anything that you've just done. You've just got to keep yeah. going until that final whistle goes. But my, my, my confidence is that their performance last night has set them a good um, bar, a standard. But now I know that they, they need to keep raising their bar each time they play, if, if they are to seek that first win within the uh, New Zealand um, competition.
0: Yeah, it gets into a bit of a grind week in, week out. This competition is unforgiving. <laughs> but so I'll let you go enjoy. You're out of ice, so go enjoy the day, my friend. Keep up the great analysis here on S E N Z. Great to hear your voice, mate. Former Hurricanes, great that you are. <laughs>
2: hey, <laughs> hey! You're gonna give me a job with them, my oh man. <laughs> At least I can say that. Great hurricanes, great cheese, Crusaders, Islanders. But <laughs> exactly. uh, thank you so much, man. Always, always a pleasure, and I'm always there for you guys. <laughs> you take it
0: easy, my friend. I love that laugh. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with the Blues. Ben Castle was the only team he didn't bloody play for.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: the I remember him. Uh, my
1: varsity days. Um... He was down uh, there for carving and put for the Highlanders and those, you know, Jeff Wilson yeah. uh, back in the uh, late 90s. Now, um, yeah, certainly
0: quality, quality play. I'm sure he's having a good time. Some tight lines out there in the harbour. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Canes Blues, that's from last week. We, we can't ignore it. Wow, what an, what an extraordinary game with just a quite phenomenal ending. I, I don't know how – I still don't know how the Canes have won that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look back and looking at the clock, uh, 70 minutes in and they were um, that far behind, just it looked like a complete write-off. But there's so many moments in that game where the Hurricanes were far better than... uh, The the last 10 minutes, of course, was electric and the way they finished was just simply uh, class from a few players there, including Ben May, and uh, just a lovely pass when... uh, it was Sullivan, Balen Sullivan who broke through with that lovely fend, and then Artie to finish it off. But there just moments through that game where the Hurricanes were better. Yep. The first, you know, first three minutes in that game, there were three big moments which led to a Blues try. You know, They lost a the line-out, then they're under pressure, and the Blues drive at line-out time and try. So just, they've got to fix the start, the Hurricanes. And I know in mean, the quality of Jason Holland and Gibbs, uh, they've got Tyler Blind-Darlin there, Corey Jane and Dan Cron, that coaching group there, they'll be looking at all of these there and they'll take that momentum from that incredible game. Jason Holland talks a lot around points. He talked around, you know, thirty points to win a game of super rugby, that's how many you need to score. Well he was he was bang on really. And now they've got to figure out come up with ways to make sure they stay in touch with those thirty points. And I think the the hurricanes really changed in that game when they brought on Reuben Love. They brought on uh, Devin Devin Flanders, Braden Yossi came on and they just look to get a b- bit more energy back, and you can't go past the fact that you know Felici Rayasi scoring three really good tries. You know had to had to finish those as well. So there was heaps of positives in that game for the Hurricanes. So it's just how they harness that now, get their start right, and take that momentum from that incredible victory you know, into these into these next games. So yeah. The Highlanders, it'll be a tough one for them again. You know this week they're, and they're back at home, the Hurricanes, but you know no crowd there. Well, there'll be limited crowds, So but at least they are home. The, the Highlanders have to travel, uh, and it—you know—you don't want to use the words "must win," but it's—it's it's not far
0: off. Uh, this is the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show. Reece Plumbing Design to help your business grow and succeed. Reece works for you. Don't worry, Blues fans. Look on the bright side. There's more room on the bandwagon this week because some people would have jumped off. There you go. There's your positive. There's your positive. Uh, Tell you what if the canes can figure out how to um you know play eighty minute football like the if they can match what they did in the last ten minutes against both the blues and the crusaders um that could be quite something let's let, let's forecast let's look ahead blues need to bounce back, don't they um against the chiefs chiefs of course, just the one game I'm really torn on this one Ben how do you see this playing out
1: oh yeah, this is um this will be a great battle i mean they they all are you know all these games now and, and just I guess last weekend just showed how good they can be, and last night again. This one here, Kane. Uh, so Chiefs, yeah, big one for Brad Weber. Of course, he's running out with the you know into uh, triple digits, the big hundred for him, which they'll be getting yep. around that that trooper for them at number nine. He's been good. The uh, Tuco Vai playing at uh, blindside for the Chiefs. He's um, that's out of uh, listen to Clayton McMillan. That's out of uh, out of injury force. Really, they've had to put players in there with uh, Luke Jacobson again down with an injury, so. Someone a little bit out of position, but he's a fantastic athlete, um, to he So I'm sure they won't lose too much there. Uh, the Blues welcome back Dalton Papali'i and Bowden Barrett.
0: Um, uh, what did you think of Roger Tupo? They, they, play. the they, they can play. They oh. can play. Well, he was decent. Of course, missing a tackle late on appears in lots of highlights. And, and that sort of colours people's perspective, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, that's, I think it's, it's probably unfair at one moment of the game, although it's a critical moment, and that's yeah. you know at that at that at the top end of the at the game, that's what they're judged on at the end of the day. But I thought he was fantastic. Um, a, a far exceeded my expectations, and uh, I, I think potentially others as well around how busy um, he was actually going to be. But I think twelve was a great position for him. He loves to get his hands on the ball. Um, that footwork that he's got that we're so used to um, in a Warriors or a, or a Kiwis jersey uh, we saw. Early on, you know he likes the physical stuff. It's just that little slight defensive lap, but I, I, I can't really put that down to him. I think the Blues probably took their their foot off the off the pedal in that last yeah. five minutes anyway, and and I think they are all probably coming up for air a little bit. So they'll they would have no doubt been pretty, pretty uh, had a tough week of of looking at themselves and getting stuck into what what will be a good one against the Chiefs as well. So they'll be they'll be needing to needing to get a result. So that'll be a
0: yeah, that would be a good battle, I'm sure. Yeah, I think one of your former sides, the Force, went down low. I've got that right. You played for the Force, I remember. I remember that correctly, don't I? <laughs> I did that, yeah. I had more, more clubs than Greg Yeah, Norman, you did. Yeah, You had more clubs than Peter Alatini, and that's saying something. And, and we love Peter. But um, the, the the Reds, 29 points to 16. They're unbeaten. Uh, they look like they're on a path, an improving path after some very, very difficult years. Uh, it's, just a, it's a difficult space over there for those Australian teams just to get, to get attention, really. But overall, I'm not sure how much you, you've watched of it. You know, in, in a sentence or two, what's been the big takeaway from the Australian side of this equation? Oh, well, really, it's the Brumbies and the Reds. It's, it's out of those two teams.
1: Uh, the Waratahs, are, they're on a, a bit of a, a rebuild, so to speak. Uh, they've had a couple of really lean years, which have been well-documented as well, and um, yeah. You know, we've had New Zealand coaches in, in through their systems, and I think they're they're on that sort of new journey. The Brumbies really, I think, are the ones um, have got most attention from me. I think they'll be really dominant. They have more uh, more of the the Wallabies in that side. Um, they've got you know Dan Keller is a, a re- really good coach who's been working with the Wallabies as well. So across across the board, I think the Brumbies are the, and the Reds are the most impressive. Uh, the yeah. Rebels have probably been the most disappointing. The Force. Yeah. Yeah, they went down to a very good red side, but they showed that they can play and they've they've got a group of players, whether they'll be able to hang in there, you know, right to the end. And it was interesting what um uh Peter was saying just before around yeah, one game doesn't really make it. They've got to keep going and gotta keep keep learning week by week around where they've been good and what they can improve on. And that's the same for every team. You know, they can put out a good performance the force beating the rebels last week where they come up against the Reds and then now they sort of come back to reality again. So it's how, that's yeah. how these teams maintain that momentum each week and take the learning so they can keep, keep getting better. So the Reds now, you know, they're three from three. The Brumbies are two from two with a game tonight, which they should beat the Waratahs. So they could be three from three too. So these are the teams that just keep going and that winning becomes a, a real habit for them.